Good morning, Truth. How many of you have ever gone on a travel excursion or a cruise? Those of you who have understand that excursions and cruises have to be paid for upfront in their entirety before departure. We have to look at our eternity in the kingdom of heaven in the same light. We have a prepayment plan in place and we need to earn our keep for eternal access to the kingdom of heaven. Jesus' final instructions to his followers was given in Matthew 28 verses 9 through 20, which reads, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always till the end of age. We know from reading the book of Acts that the disciples did just that. After the Holy Spirit descended upon them, they began to proclaim God's message boldly. God gave them the supernatural ability to speak in other languages so that people from many foreign lands heard the good news. Those people believed and then took God's message of salvation back to their homelands and the gospel spread. Now, despite attacks throughout history to annihilate Christianity, the message of the gospel continues to spread as lives are transformed by the love of Jesus. There are missionaries who have left everything to travel into difficult regions to bring the good news to the natives there. Through personal evangelism, radio, television, the internet, literature, and many other means, people around the world are hearing of Jesus' salvation and they are responding. We hear of Muslims in closed countries receiving visions and dreams wherein Jesus appears to them and they are convinced of his identity as the Son of God. Yet as the world's population expands, so does the number of unreached people. Despite the efforts of the church, millions of people have still never heard about Jesus or have never embraced the gospel because of a lack of exposure to good, solid teaching. Another reason much of the world remains unevangelized is the apathy among many Christians. The word of James may apply to those of us who are wealthy compared to the rest of the world. In James 5 verses 1 through 5 it reads, Come now, you rich, weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded and their corrosion will be evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasures in the last days. You have lived on the earth in luxury and in self-indulgence. Those are harsh words to our ears. But we should examine ourselves to see if they apply to our attitudes and behaviors. Jesus taught that we must use worldly wealth to gain friends for ourselves. In Luke 16, 19 through 
14, it says, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcome into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees who loved money heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. In other words, we must use our resources, what we have gathered for ourselves and every opportunity we are given to advance God's kingdom, to advance the work of God. Do we see our money as our own to spend on just our own pleasures or as provisions from God to be used under his guidance? Do we consider our time Ours to do with as we please or as a gift from God to spend in pursuit of his will? Do we think of our talents as things to be leveraged solely for personal gain or do we view them as gifts from God to be used as he wills? Do we consider the poor and those of impoverished nations when deciding how to spend our resources? God called us to a mission that most of us are resisting. No commitment to studying the word of God so that we can be prepared when an opportunity presents itself to exalt the word of God. No commitment to supporting specific ministries with resources or even prayer. The Bible tells us to give and it will be given unto us. Many use that scripture to steer away from ministerial support. Giving to others and the poor is a mandate of God, but should not replace our commitment to assuring that the spreading of the gospel is made around the world. In Mark 14 and 3, the scripture reads, While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon, the leper, a woman came with the alabaster jar, a very expensive perfume made of pure nard, she broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more and then a year's wages and the money could have been given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor will be with you always and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever 
the gospel is preached throughout the world. What she has done will also be told in memory of her. The scripture is basically showing us how we should be concerned and committed to elevating Jesus, concerned and committed to what glorifies him. What will God's memory of you be in regards to the exaltation of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Every Christian has many opportunities to help solve the problem of reaching the unevangelized and building the kingdom of God. Be a student of the word of God so you are prepared to spread the gospel and speak truth when opportunity presents itself. Commit to giving to a ministry that teaches and spreads the gospel. Support the physical and spiritual needs of children around the globe. Ask the Lord if he would have you become a full-time missionary. Take a short missionary trip to become an influential part of spreading the gospel in un reached areas. If you have language skills, become a Bible translator. God needs us to stop making excuses because of fear or laziness. God needs us to access our talents and gifts and resources to see what might be useful in spreading the gospel. In other words, God needs us to be determined to make the sacrifices to start earning our keep for our place in the kingdom of heaven. When Jesus ascended to heaven, he entrusted his message to a handful of people. He could have traveled farther than he did during his earthly ministry. He could have made the missionary journeys that Paul made. He could have sent angels to preach the gospel everywhere. But he did none of those things. Instead, he entrusted the most important message in the world to us, those who profess to believe in him. The message of the gospel has changed the world because of some spirit-filled people willing to give their all. When every person who claims to follow Christ is willing to to give and sacrifice and put all of their effort into the spreading of the gospel, we can lessen the problem of unevangelized people. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable.